When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Quick take, let's get it. Shay, I'm coming to you. Today's the first day in the NFL where teams can franchise tag players. I see Saquon Barkley's name trending. You know I'm paying attention to that, Shannon. The two-time defending champs have two defensive stars that are eligible to be tagged in tackle Chris Jones and cornerback Legereus Sneed. Shannon, which player should they franchise? Would you go Jones or Sneed? Man, I'm not letting I'm not letting I'm not letting either guy get out of the building, but I would probably I would do everything I possibly can to get a long-term deal done right now with CJ because you franchised him a couple of years ago. And he took a pay and he took a pay cut. You got it back in incentives. But CJ, you absolutely he's the he's the best D tackle in the game. Sneed is a top five corner in the game. I'm keeping both of them, but I'll franchise I would franchise Sneed, but I would get something done with the, with that big DT, Chris Jones, because he he's where it stops and starts on the defense. I can I completely agree with you. Um, there's nothing to add to that other than to say that if you watch Chris Jones, obviously, like you said, he's the best defensive tackle in the game. But also, he's the guy that rallies the troops. He's the guy that yes. he's the guy that holds guys accountable. Mm-hmm. Listening to you as much as I've listened to you this year, Shannon, that's one of the things that you talk about. You don't just talk about other people's ability. You talk about the ability to hold others accountable. And that's Chris Jones yep. on the Kansas City Chiefs. He's that glue defensively. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm on Saquon watch, guys. I hope he's a giant. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, JJ, I need you to break this down for me. All right, so it's a record-setting night of scoring in the East, right? 211-186. The NBA All-Star Game didn't deliver the competitive product stressed for months by the commissioner, Adam Silver, what he wanted. The regular season's been high-scoring, too, as the Celtics lead the NBA with offensive efficiency of over 120. The Pacers are right there with them, too. For context now, the Warriors team that won 73 games, remember that, in 2015-2016, led the league with an offensive efficiency of 113.5, that would rank 21st this season behind the 19-36 and 36 Raptors. I gave you a lot of numbers there. You can marinate on that for a moment, and let's dive in. JJ, high-scoring outputs. Is this good for the NBA? Break it down for me. Well, I, I think a question here is, is the perception of no defense bad for the NBA? In some ways, I think that's a, a sort of follow-up question to it. I, I think the perception is that there's all these rules that favor the offense mm-hmm. and that no one tries on defense. And I, I think there's a lot more nuance to this than people are talking about. And I've tried over the last few months to try to explain things on my podcast. I want to start with one simple concept, and that's just space. The amount of space that has been created by the three-point evolution. The amount of space Mm -hmm. that has been created by teams embracing analytics and the fact that players, as they come into the NBA, what's the number one thing you have to develop? You have to develop a three-point shot. And that is not just positionally. That is across the board. Shannon, when I talk about space, I'm a novice. I'm a casual football fan. I love the NFL, but I'm a casual. (laughs) I I got a quick question for you, then I want to dive into this. Okay. When do you have more space? When did you feel like you had more space? 
uh, uh, third and long spread. from from the 50-yard line in a spread offense or third and goal from the four-yard line, yard line? Yeah. Empty, we, we emptied the backfield. We went five wides. So right. there's nobody in the backfield. We got five wide receivers. There's space everywhere. Right. And nobody so, is condensed inside. Right. And so outside of the 49ers and their condensed formations that Kyle Shanahan runs, for the most part, the NFL has also embraced space and spread the, offenses, yes. right? And yes. There are some yes. rules, some nuances within the rules in the NFL about what the defense can and can't do. But scoring is up Correct. because of space. Yes. Right? So yes. what is what is this space done in the NBA? What is the three-point revolution done in the NBA? It's actually allowed for more points in the paint. Everybody says all everybody does. Steve A brought it up with the Celtics. All anybody does is shoot threes. All anybody does is shoot threes. No. Here's the really deal. Not. Here's the deal with the three-point shot. The, the year that the Warriors won 73 games, they took 31.6 threes per game. Philly, who I talked about earlier not shooting enough threes, ranks 25th this year at 31.6 points per game. Teams, on average, just from 2016, are shooting 11 more threes per game and shooting them at a higher percentage. So the threat of the three-point line and the three-point shot has created space at the rim. You go down the list, guess what? Post-ups are way down. Drives are way up. Points in the paint are way up. I got these numbers right here. The Pacers this year, number one in the league in points in the paint. 57.3 points in the paint. In 96-97, the first year of tracking data that we have, the number one team was the Washington Bullets at 48.7. The number 30 team this year, the Memphis Grizzlies, who are a terrible basketball team would rank fifth in the NBA in points in the paint in 96-97. We've eliminated the mid-range shot. We've eliminated that. Yes. We've focused on threes, and we've focused on the rim. And people talk about fouling. I'm going to go off on a tangent here. People talk about fouling. Guess what? NBA players have never shot less free throws in the modern NBA era. You go back to the 1980s, 1990s, 2000, 2010s, 2020s. It is trending down across the board in terms of free throw rate. It's not the fouling. It's not the free throws. My second question to you, Shannon, is let's go back to space. Everybody talks about freedom of movement. Like, Mm -hmm. you can't chuck cutters anymore. Well, nobody's in the paint to chuck. Nobody's in the paint to reroute. We're not running flex offense. We're not the Boston Celtics in the 1980s where you have three post players, one on one block, two on the other block, back screening for each other so that one of them can post up. That's not how the offense works anymore. So, yeah, I think you can add in some rules that would favor the offense, and I'll get to that in a second. But in those same, in those same questions, what is it easier, when is it easier for an offensive player to have freedom of movement, Shannon? That same scenario, third and 12 from the 50-yard line or third and goal from the four-yard line. It's obviously third and 12 when you're spread. It's harder to put hands and bodies on people. That's why there's so many drives to the paint to score Mm -hmm. because everybody's so spread out. It's hard to put your hands on someone in today's NBA. Now, real quick, I want to get into some rules because I want to just – The hand-checking part, like that rule evolved a lot, right? Mm -hmm. So in 94 – uh, you couldn't hand check in the backcourt. 2004, they eliminated it altogether. All right? Offensives have gotten better and better and better. And it really comes down to strategy and analytics over the last, let's say, 10 years, I think, is the inflection point, particularly with the Warriors. Okay? So you can bring back hand checking. And I'm, look, if you want to bring back hand checking, that's fine. But just, just, just to be clear, hand checking was never allowed in the scoring area, it was not allowed below the free throw line. Okay? Correct. 
You couldn't hand check in the scoring area. All right. If you hand checked an offensive player, you guys watch basketball. If you hand checked an offensive player right now, he's at the top. Luke is at the top of the key. James Harden's at the top of the key. Kevin Durant's at the top of the key. Jalen Brunson's at the top of the key, getting into his dribble package. And you put your hand on him, which, by the way, again, you couldn't just put your hand on someone and leave it there. It's called a check for a reason. It's a hand check. Do you not think they're skilled enough and smart enough that they've practiced this enough that they're literally just going to gather the ball and go into their shooting motion and get a, get a shooting foul? Like hand checking is not James hand Hard- checking is not the answer. Yeah. I'm going to tell you what I think the answer is. Luca has talked w- with me about this twice now. The answer to me, if you want to give the defense a, 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 a rule that would favor the defense, we need to get the, rid of the defensive three second rule. We need to go to the FIBA rule where you can be in the paint for as long as you want. Why was the defensive rule put in place in the first place? Why was that? Because we got rid of illegal defense, which had all these convoluted rules about where you could be on the, on the defensive end based on where your offensive player was. Why did we put it in there? We put it in to create space. Now there's too much space. Let's put it back in. Let's put in the three seconds. You're allowed to be in the paint as a defender for three seconds. I, I'd love them to implement that rule, and I think it would help the defense. <sighs> I've been waiting for you to bring up this subject. I've been waiting for oh, a I can't long wait. time. I can't wait. Okay. Um, J.J. Reddick was once on a telecast calling a game, Shannon, and checked somebody because he said, this is not first take. You understand what I'm saying? So he was going on his soliloquy, his diatribe, whatever word is appropriate. No, no. And he was in there. No, there's no problem because the brother's brilliant with his basketball, and we know that. That's why I'm proud to have you on the show. But this is first take, baby. So guess let's what? Debate let's, 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 let's have it right here. You see, I'm not here to disagree with a single word you said, but you have your stats, your data. I have mine. Sit back, Shay Shay. Let me throw a little few, a few things at JJ. Um, Take your time. NBA defense, making the case that it is in decline. This season, Oklahoma City Thunder, the only NBA team averaging more than 50 contested shots per game. They're the only team in the NBA. Why does that matter, Shannon? Because just five years ago, all 30 teams averaged more than 50 contested shots per game. So we went from all 30 teams averaging 50 contested shots a game to simply one of them doing it. That's something to take into consideration. I think that's important, okay? Here's a couple of other stats, Shay Shay and J.J. Reddick, okay? As we look at this, turnovers per game, you brought that up. 13.6, fewest turnovers since turnovers have been tracked. We can't ignore that. I get all the points that you were pointing to, but we still got to look at those numbers here. Free throw throw percentage, you brought it up, JJ. 78.4% on pace to be the highest in NBA history, okay? Field goal percentage shooting, 47.6%. Highest since 1988-89. Okay, we can't ignore that. Teams averaging 115.5 points per game this season, the most since 1969-1970 when Jerry West was leading the league in scoring Shannon and the New York Knicks were actually winning a championship. These are the numbers that we're talking about. Now here's where I'll throw it in at you, J.J., not disputing any of your data, not disputing it at all. As far as I'm concerned, everything that I just said just buffers your point. It doesn't take away from it. But you know what hurts? What we started off the show talking about. When we see lack of effort, when we see lack of commitment, when we see lack of focus, we know that ain't the case when brothers got the ball in their hands because you know this better than most, J.J., because you're the one that played professional basketball up here, not me. 
when you are playing on that pro level, buckets equals dollars in the eyes of players. Now, whether that is true or not is something that you are more qualified than any of us here to to dispute. But in the, the mindset is that if I score, then guess what? I'm going to be able to make some money in this league. Very few people think they're going to make money playing defense and give it effort. And that's it. And so when you take that into consideration with all the data, both you and I just threw at the American public and all the rules changes, all the things, all the modifications, the alterations that have taken place in the game over the last several decades. The bottom line is this. You might be right, but perception wise, optically speaking, the second we see an absence of effort, particularly on the defensive side of the ball, very few people on the planet are going to think about all the things you accurately highlighted, J.J. What they're going to think about instead is what they're seeing. And, that, and, and we could go into we ain't going to go into load management and all of this other stuff. I'm just saying there are there are an abundance of issues that have transpired that have made you. And I don't believe that players give lackluster effort. I think they go out there. They play hard. I don't think they cheat the game like that, with the exception of All-Star Weekend. I think that's when they cheat. the That's when they cheat the public <laughs> outside of All-Star Weekend. They do not cheat the public. But you do see such a shift that when you see the dramatic numbers and the data, when it points to an absence of defense being played, particularly compared to days of old, they'll take into account NBA rule changes that were implemented, but they'll also look at these guys' effort and say, you know what, that's exactly how they want it. That's where I'm at with it. I think the thing, J.J., you like to to, uh, bring up a lot of football analogies, and you're right, but I think the thing is when you look at football, they believe that the defense has been handicapped so much that the offense has such an unfair playing advantage. That's where the shift, that's where people are like, come on now. They can't touch the guy. They can't hit the quarterback. Oh, I watch. They can't yeah, I, hear all, I hear all that discourse, yeah. But, 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 but here's the thing. Has it gone too far? I mean, the NBA wanted more scoring. They got tired of 78-82 ball games. Nobody liked that. We like scoring. The same thing with baseball. In the 90s, remember – you were you were probably a kid, probably about fifteen in the nineties. And what did they do? What did the baseball players start doing, Stephen A? The ball started going out the fence, and fans started coming back in droves, didn't he? Uh, Nineteen ninety-four. The Rady- McGuire, Sam Sosa <laughs> saved baseball. Football. The scoring started going up. The ratings started going up. The revenue started coming in. Same thing with basketball. The scoring started going up. The revenue started going up. Hey, the NBA say we like this, but I believe it's a situation. Man, I don't be liking these games. I, I remember in the 80s when there was 170s and 160 ball games, Stephen A. The Nuggets and the Pistons was getting up and down the court, and you had a lot of teams. I, I, I don't like all the scoring. I do want to see a little defense. I'm not saying I want to see bad boy Pistons. I want to see Miami Heat, Knicks. But, man, this is getting ridiculous, man. They're getting 150, 150 to 147. I don't want to see games like that. I just think it's gone too far. <laughs> And the uh, the All Star game, and we're going to talk about this a little bit. The All Star game was the end of, was a worse indicate a uh, worse than what we see in the regular season because what did we see, JJ? Threes, dunks, and layups. That's all we saw. Oh, I think if I'm not mistaken, they, yeah, I stopped watching in the they, fourth quarter. I stopped watching. That's the fourth brutal. quarter. Yeah. How about it? Well, I, I had to, I had to do a, a live reaction on YouTube <laughs> sponsored segment. How about so I had to watch some of it? I stopped watching if it. Before. I'm not I mistaken, I went if I'm not mistaken, guys, I'm mad quarter. at you. <laughs> hey, if I'm not mistaken, guys, I think there were 248 shot attempts. 
They were three block shots, and one of them was by Steph Curry. 248 and one block, and three block shots, and one of them by Steph Curry. I mean, at some point in time, JJ, man, and, and we're going to get to this to the bigger issue, but I think I'm going to give you a great reason, and I think, JJ, you and I are going to finally agree on something about why the reason the scoring is up so much. I appreciate you guys. Pointing my, all that stuff out. By the way, my mistake was Sammy Sosa and Big Mac, uh, Mark McGuire. That was 1998. It was after yeah, the cancellation yeah. of the World Series in 1994. But go ahead. There's a little bit I just want to uh, get uh, combat to what both of you said in some ways. Uh, starting with Stephen A. Yep. So you, you bring up the contested shots. Again, it's a good data point. Every time I hear a data point, I have to ask myself, well, why is that data point the way it is? Okay. Well, why are there less contested shots on average? Mm-hmm. Again, it goes back to the space. What types of shots are being taken? We've eliminated the mid-range shot. Again, if you have a guy spotting up and you have an elite ball handler breaking down and a defense in space and he kicks to a shooter, again, right. it's harder to contest Wide open. versus yes. a condensed basketball. Turnovers, same concept. Right. When is it harder as a basketball player to not turn the ball over? If you're in a condensed space with multiple bodies, multiple hands. There's more space, okay? Uh, Steve, uh, uh, sorry, Sh- Shannon, the 78-72 thing, I, I get what you're saying. The-, the league wanted more scoring. The league wanted more scoring. Th- you're talking about, I, literally, I've watched these games. As a kid, I rewatch them on YouTube. You're talking about, like, the 05 finals, the 07 finals. Like, there-, there haven't been rule changes since then. There's no rule changes. Mm-hmm. The rule changes, we got rid of hand-checking in 04. We put in defensive three seconds. Like, there's been no rule changes in the last 20 the years. three-point shot. There's no, there's no rule changes. So it goes back to space and analytics. Not really, but that the last The last point I want to make, real quick, because I think it's just very easy to say, well, nobody plays defense because of effort. Nobody plays defense. I call games. I'm sitting courtside. You sit courtside. I don't agree with that at all. I don't agree. Are there points of a game where Luka Doncic doesn't get back on defense? Absolutely. Here's the thing, because I got data for that, too. You look at transition possessions, transition efficiency, which to me is a little bit of a marker of effort. Those things have upticked a little bit, Mm -hmm. but not enough where that's the cause of this offensive boom. What you really look at is half-court efficiency. Mm -hmm. The half-court efficiency across the board in the NBA – is just superior than it was five years ago, 10 years ago, 12 years ago. There's been no rule changes. There's been, uh, you know, no, no, no uptick in transition. Teams are executing better because of space. Teams are executing better because of shot profile. I brought up the post-up stuff. Guys, you go back, you go back 10 years, there were like 15 teams that posted up 8 or 9% of their possessions. There's one team now that post up that much. One. It's the, it's the, it's the Boston Celtics. Like, it's, it's how we play, and it's the shots we're taking. It's the space that we're dealing with. That's what it is. Okay. okay. I feel like I just took a master class. I mean, that was no, 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 well, well, that, that was excellent. That was exceptional. I'm just, saying, I'm just saying I get where you're coming from. Nothing to dispute. But at the end of the day, if you're comparing it to what we want saw, there have been times where effort, I totally agree with you. I'm not sitting up there looking at players and saying they don't give effort defensively or anything like that. But the priority on defense that once existed doesn't appear to be what it once was. Go, goes back to the space thing, Stephen A. 
Right. We've got 10 years of, of tracking cameras in the arenas. Mm-hmm. Players, on average, have to cover 15 to 20 percent more of the court right okay. now. 15 to 20 percent okay. more. Right. So, and, it, and so you're talking about effort? Right. Right. Is that, Again, is that, that requires is that your, more is, effort. Is that your that requires more effort. But is that your no justification? No, no, no. Stay with There's me. no you, justification. You didn't, you didn't hear the question. You didn't hear the question. Is that your I justification see. when we've talked about it in the past, when you've looked at folks talking about this effort. You talked about pace of play. You talked about more ground having to be covered. Yeah, but offensive efficiency is, is it's now. It's I guess what I'm asking you, when pace. guys are taking yeah, yeah. time off, is that one of the reasons that you pointed to? Yeah, to I, brought that, I brought that up last year. That's what I wanted to I remind about, the audience. When I yes, talked about that's what I was asking. That's what I was asking. Yeah. That's all. I just okay, I'm yeah. saying I'm reminding yeah. the audience. That's what you did. That's what you. That's the point you brought up to support. The fact that guys might need a little bit more time off because they're being asked to do more yeah. than they were ever asked to do before. Yeah. But we never hear that from the old-time players. So I appreciate it. Yeah. Good. All right. Yeah. Good? Yeah, it's good. All right. We'll leave it there. Good stuff. Appreciate that dialogue. Still to come here on First Take, there's a the difference. Like that. You could smile about it. There's nothing to frown. He's I mean, you're passionate. educating audience, You know what I'm saying? I was, I was happy. I was happy. <laughs> Listen, he... What did people used to call you? Screaming A? Now it's like JJ's going to take over that. It's cool. Right? It's cool. I I love it. I love it. I'm just saying, smile when you're schooling people. Don't frown at them. He's focused. Then you're giving notes, right? He's focused. Thank thank you for the feedback. Is there a difference between losing in the Super Bowl? Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. You can now stream the most MLB games on DirecTV without a satellite dish. Yes, catch the clutch hits, strikeouts, grand salamis, web gems with nothing on your roof. So whoever's up there, whether it's roofers, Santa, birds, old-time chimney sweepers, moody teenagers, thrill-seeking raccoons, you name it, they won't find a satellite dish, but you will find your MLB games on DirecTV. That means DirecTV is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Yes, stream your team. Call 1-800-DIRECTV or visit directtv.com to sign up today. Claim based on the total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Thanks so much for listening to the First Take Pod. Have a fabulous day. Brought to you by the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2X miles in everything you buy and turn everyday purchases into extraordinary trips. Plus, receive premium travel benefits, like access to over 1,300 airport lounges and a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. Unlock a whole new world of travel with a Capital One Venture X card. What's in your wallet? Term supply, lounge access is subject to change. See CapitalOne.com for details. Hi, I'm Patrick Dean. Director for Outreach and Career Development in the College of Sciences and Technology at Savannah State University. We're pioneering the STEM esports initiative. This groundbreaking activity isn't just about playing games, it's about celebrating black history every day. We empower our students with technology and teamwork, reflecting our rich heritage and innovation. Through STEM esports, Funded by the Title III office, we're creating new pathways in STEM fields for our students. We're not just studying history. We're making it, embracing our identity and shaping the future of technology. 
That was just one of our HBCU spotlights, highlighting Patrick Dean from Shannon's alma mater. And Shannon, let me just say really quickly before you jump in, I had an incredible time when we went down to Savannah State. Honestly, it was epic. First class, everybody, the hospitality, it was tremendous and, and so much love for you. Tell me, what does it mean to you being a Savannah State alum? Molly, I'm smiling because PD Patrick Dean is a former teammate of mine at Savannah State. I so love I was it. smiling when they said Patrick. I said, man, that's P that's <laughs> PD. Uh probably under the age of twenty one is the greatest decision that I've ever made in my life. Mm. Choosing to go to Savannah State in nineteen eighty six and the professors and the doctors that I had from Dr. Haynes Walton, Norman Elmore, Dr. Joyce McLemore, Joanne Green. Uh, Gay Hewitt, what they taught me that there was history, there was more history outside of what I had been taught in high school, that there was a black history and there was something that I could be proud of. There's something that I could be stand on. But they never let me forget that, Shannon, you are one going to be one of our best representatives of Savannah State University. And I've always worn that with a badge of honor, as a badge of courage, because they prepared me to go out into the world and to be anything that I wanted to become. And I am so proud, not only for myself being an HBCU alum, but my guy, my counterpart, Stephen A. Smith, Michael Strahan. It is the single greatest decision that I made under the age of 21 was to attend Savannah State University and Blue and Orange. Hey, and our motto is, you can get to anywhere from here. And I'm living proof of that. And you three A-listers, so the ultimate testimony. I say you want to mention anything? No, it's just I feel exactly the same way. Going to Winston-Salem State University is the greatest decision that I've ever made in my life. And um, I can't thank them enough. I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for Ram, the, the, the Ramily. That's mm-hmm. what we call it, as in the Ram family. And I, I, I'm just incredibly <laughs> grateful, and I always give what I can. And I'm very, very happy to have uh, played a role in assisting us going to Savannah State yeah. because Shannon deserves that. Yeah. School deserves that. Um, and, and that's what it's all about. You reach back and you give back to each other. Mm-hmm. And that's what we've all been doing. And I loved going to Winston-Salem State as well. And I love seeing the band. Uh, at the All-Star Weekend. Right. That was incredible. No I, and I no saw doubt. that. I love saying. Yeah. You, you saw the basketball team win. You're the yeah, reigning, course. defending CIAA champions. Led by yeah. Coach Cleo yeah. Bell Jr. Saw so that. Also, but that. their my, most famous my, alum didn't win. Their most famous alum uh, didn't win his go. game, though. That's go. what we well, do well, know. Well, well, well I, the most famous up. alum is Earl the Pearl Monroe. Watch him now. Okay. Okay. I know my <laughs> by the way, I'm sure, I'm sure he's on TV right now, but we need to get Michael Strahan on the show as well. Well, he's coming. He's we coming. haven't had him in studio. He's coming. Like, he's come coming. On, oh, straight. Yes. Right? Yeah, he's coming. All right, we'll leave it there. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is always a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day, whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by categories like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day's May 12th, and it'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Thanks so much for listening to the pod and have a fabulous day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up, y'all? Now I ain't going to 
bounce around, damn it, because I got on an ankle brace. You saw what happened to me at All-Star Weekend. But damn it, it don't matter. I'm back here in studio. My man Shay Shay is chilling out in the ATL. My boy JJ Reddick is back in the house. Special appearance by JJ Reddick. He missed me. He ain't going to admit it, but he missed me. Here's the bottom line. Stevens A-list. And I'm going to tell you the top five NBA storylines heading into the second half of the season. JJ, Shay Shay, you know what I'm going to say? This is true. This is fluid, okay? It's just according to moi. Top five storylines. Give me number five on the list right now, please. Bam! Clippers in the finals. I think they got a shot to end up going to the NBA finals for the first time in franchise history, J.J. Reddick. Harden ain't miss a game. Kawhi Leonard was looking all world before he went down. We hoping he gets healthy. Paul George is balling. I'm looking at Norman Powell. I'm looking at Russell Westbrook being the energizer bunny off the bench. Terrence Mann and the rest of the crew. The Clippers got a chance. Could you imagine if the Clippers go to the finals and they win it all? Before they move into the new arena and next and, and open the night at the new arena is the ring ceremony. Oh my lord, I can smell it. We gotta watch that storyline. It ain't top four. Give me five top four though, please. Bam! Damian Lillard and Giannis enter the combo. We know what Giannis brings to the table. We know what Damian Lillard can bring to the table. But will he? Especially when Doc Rivers is the coach now. We gotta find out about Milwaukee. What's up? You just gonna concede the East to the Boston Celtics? You're gonna get eclipsed and usurped by the New York Knicks? What you gonna do, great freaking Dame Dollar? When the world is calling upon you. Let's go to top three, though, please. Give it to me. Bam! Jason Taylor as the league MVP. The man has been putting folks on notice for years. Didn't play that great in the NBA Finals, but he is a superstar in this league. An incredible kid, role model, the whole nine. We love little Deuce as well. Go ahead, best record in the game with the best player on that team. You win the championship. That kind of face of the NBA we were talking about, J.J. Shea Shea. Excuse me, nothing to talk about if Jason Tatum wins the title. Boom, that's a top three story. It ain't top two, though. Give it to me right now, please. Give it to the world. Did you see Jalen Brunson? Did you see that MVP candidate, Jalen Brunson? That's right, I said it. Let me tell you something right now. Mitchell Robinson's coming back. I know he's going to come back. Julius Randle's going to come back. That's it right there. I know he's going to come back. OG and Anobi, when he arrived, they went from like 19th or 20th in defensive efficiency to number one. We know Thibodeau loves that. And by the way, because they've been injured, J.J. Redick, you know what that means? They ain't been around for Tom Thibodeau to run into the ground, which means they're going to have fresh legs come playoff time. The It ain't number one, no. Give me number one. LeBron's last. (sighs) The Los Angeles Lakers were in the Western Conference Finals last year. We can't summarily dismiss that. If LeBron James and Anthony Davis continue to play the way that they play, and D'Angelo Russell continues to be as effective as he's been the last few weeks, Rui Hachimura and the rest of the crew comes up, and remembers how to play basketball with one another like they've been doing in the playoffs? This could be it because the Lakers don't have too many assets. If they don't make a run this year, we don't know if they will. They may be finished for good. Shannon Sharp. That's why I say LeBron. We got to look at that storyline. LeBron, the Knicks, Tatum, Dame Giannis, Clippers. Delivery, excellent. Energy on point. Now let's break it down. Shannon, you start. I would, you know what? With the list that you have, I would put I would put the Knicks at five. 
I would put Tatum at four. I would put the Clippers at three. I would put Giannis at, at two. Mm. I would put Giannis and Dame at two. Okay. But I can't believe, and I, I would leave LeBron them there, but I can't believe you ain't got Kevin Durant and Book. That team, that ain't no storyline, Stephen A. It is, That's but I don't think it's top five. And not only that, can I get Beal healthy? Can I get Beal healthy, like like literally continuously on the court so I can see Booker, Beal, and KD together continuously? I just want to make sure I can rely on that. Jay, before I, I, you I, jump in real quick, what's the grade, Shannon? Like a B? I mean, I, I, I don't really have a whole – you know what? I'm going to give you a C, Stephen A. I'm going to give you a on, C. Come on, man. I get that. Ridiculous, man. See, right. it's not let's a C. Say, let's see. AJ go. See, AJ go ahead. Go. I'm going to give him a much higher grade. I'm going to give you an A. But first, I just wow. want to hug you. What is happening? This is physique, man. You look like an athlete. Thank you, my you man. You look like an athlete. You look good. Wow. You look good. I appreciate it, brother. You look good. I appreciate it. You right, lost so a, the pounds. A, a I found things. them. <laughs> Dissecting this list. It's a great list. Okay. And honestly, as you were going through this list, I was like, man. He's hitting some great storylines, and the list just kept getting better. I would move some things around as well. Okay, sure. I think yes. these two, I'll leave this here. These two are my top two storylines. Which ones? Which, Which ones? two? The Clippers, the Clippers in the finals. Okay. Because okay. I, I think they're going to be in the Western Conference finals. Okay. okay. Can, they, can they get over the hump and get to the finals for the first time in franchise history? This is the one that's just super interesting. We touched on Doc Rivers taking okay. over the team midseason. Okay. Right? They get yep. a rookie head coach to yep. start the season. Right. They got two top 75 players. Mm-hmm. I love it. I'd change this. Will Tatum win finals MVP? It goes Ooh, back yeah. to the conversation like okay. around the face like of the that. league. Okay. okay. As like it stands that. right now, okay. this list is fluid. Okay. Yeah. This list is fluid. It's fluid. Yeah. It's fluid. I don't think he's winning MVP <laughs> this year, but he can win finals love MVP. That. that matters to being the face of the league. Uh, and I'd move this to four, and I'd put LeBron at five. Let me say this to Shannon real quick. Let me tell you why the, the, yes. the C grade is bogus. Because you wouldn't take anything off. You see what I'm saying? These are storylines, okay? You wouldn't take anything off. Let me tell you why I have Milwaukee, uh, Giannis and, and, and Damian at four. It's in Milwaukee. You Listen. said storylines. I'm the journalist here. This is what I do. Yeah. When, when I'm talking about storylines, let me ask you, you but you who, have to take who, us there. Who, who would get, who would get gonna... more? Who would get more clips? Who clicks, would get more clicks. clicks, clips, whatever the hell it is? Who would get more yeah. views or whatever? LeBron or Milwaukee? You understand? I'm just storylines oh, now. You... It is thinking. It says storyline. Yeah. That's what we said. Yeah. This but, is what I. But do. I remember when you broke. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I remember when you broke the news. When you broke the story about Dave going to Milwaukee, you were standing all on top of the table at the seaport. So don't do that, Stephen A. Well, that, 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 that was the story that day, but that was a big story. Yeah, exactly. This was exceptional. This is your wheelhouse. That's right. You know how to sell a good story. I'll give you that. You know headlines, and you know how to go viral. You but know J- how to trend J- on Twitter. But JJ did you know a, how to do all He made a very valuable yeah, he's about right. the finals well, MVP. But, JJ, I also feel, I feel like could, right be, could the Celtics finally get it done, this yeah, iteration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that as well. Can that's, they get well, over the hump? That's, that's finals MVP. Obviously, he's not winning finals MVP. MVP. They lose. LeBron ain't yeah. got no last stand. LeBron ain't got see, no see, last yeah, LeBron I, got two or three more years. LeBron no. sat up there and said it's coming to an end. No, so Shannon, how you going to say differently? Shannon, I'm with you. Fix your face. I think that one's a little premature. I don't think it's his last Exactly, Stephen no, no, A. No, no, no. A little premature. No, when I'm saying his last stand, his last shot to win it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. No, it ain't. Just, I, as just long as he's in the league. This, this Dude, would you Stephen just enjoy a. your moment? You got an A. People telling you you look slim no, and great. I said you, hug, bro. I said you <laughs> sold this. I mean, just, just, on, just take it. Yeah. Just take it. Just take a just, compliment. Just own your moment. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. 
Have you ridden an electric bike yet? Well, you need to check out electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to more exploring time outside on their bikes. So they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range for up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. All right, take a look at this here. So the Warriors odds to win the title at ESPN Bet, not too optimistic, folks. Oh, here we go. Sorry, let's switch this up for you. Uh, we'll take we'll take this from the top. Okay, uh, the Warriors are hanging on to the tenth seed in the Western Conference, which means they are the last team in the play-in tournament currently. They trail the Lakers, who are in ninth. So right now, both Steph Curry and LeBron James would have to make it through the play-in just to make the playoffs. All right, we got it together. Sorry for the Ron Burgundy moment, America. Uh, Stephen A., who's more likely to get a fifth ring? Is it Steph or LeBron? To me, it's Steph because I got more faith in the Warriors organization than I do in the Lakers right now simply because of assets and what have you. I think we have to look at it from this perspective. I was waiting, and I thought that it was a little bit delayed, maybe late, that Moody and Kaminga ultimately would elevate their level of play and make a contribution. Now we see Kaminga, arguably the second-best player on the squad, the way that he's balling, he's figured it out. We see Steph Curry still playing at a very elite level as a superstar in this game, okay? Draymond Green elevates them defensively. I know that Klay Thompson has struggled. Okay, you people bring up clutch points. You know, he's like dead last of the 27 qualified players over 500. I forgot what it was, but I will say this to you. Clay Thompson, 37 percent shooting from three point range, a career worst. I've said this to Shannon on numerous occasions. I know about 27 teams that would want somebody that can shoot 37% from three-point range, if not more. I mean, excuse me, what's a bad year to Clay Thompson is a good year to about 80% of the league. The brother, listen, he's just struggling right now, but he's struggling according to a standard that he set as opposed to really, really struggling. The brother can still make a contribution. And you know this better than any of us, JJ. Shooters get hot. And if Clay Thompson got hot at the right time, with Kaminga and Steph Curry balling the way that they're balling, with Steve Kerr coaching the way that he's capable of coaching, I can't rule anything out about the Golden State Warriors. You could say something about LeBron and the size and stuff like that in L.A., but there's too many more question marks in L.A. compared to Golden State, even though Golden State, the big thing is that they're so small. But I would say Steph before LeBron James in terms of more likely to win a fifth ring right now. That's where I'm at with it. So are you going to put fertilizer in those guys' shoes so they can grow? No. Nope. Because the thing that's been getting them, beat, getting them beat this year is their size, their inability to rebound the basketball. And you mentioned Steph say, well, they're, excuse me, Clay. You said there are 15, 20 other teams that would have, uh, that would take Clay. But Clay is measured against himself. 
Right. So if we're measuring him against himself, he's not even close to being what he once was. That's why he got moved to the bench. Because if he was what he once was, he'd still be in the starting lineup, still contributing. He contributes, but he doesn't contribute with the consistency that he once did. I love Kaminga. Draymond is going to be Draymond. He's going to do a little bit of everything. And you're absolutely correct. Steph Curry is still playing at an MVP level, although his team is so bad, he's not going to get any consideration. But when I look at the Lakers, they have two top 75 players. I believe they have two top 10 NBA players. And if D'Lo can continue to play the way he's playing, we see Austin Reeves solid. Rui came in the other night with the absence. I like what I've seen, JJ. I don't know about you. What I've seen in the two games without LeBron, that has impressed me the most. It lets me know that, you know what? This team in a, in a seven-game series can cause somebody a serious problem. So I'm still going to go with LeBron James because I still believe he has a year or two in him at this level. Shannon, it's just semantics, uh, but I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't tell you that the, lawyer, the Warriors are the third-best rebounding team in the NBA this year. Uh, so I just wanted to point that out. Uh, you know, the, the question here is, is the likely. That's the key word likely. here for me, likely. I right. don't think either of these teams are likely to win a championship this year. The good news is both of these teams going into all-star break started to trend in the right direction. Stephen A. brought up Kaminga. He's been awesome now for a few weeks. Their defense with Draymond Greenback has been much better. The Lakers' offense, because of the shooting of Austin Reeves and D'Angelo Russell and Roy Hachimura, they've been so much better offensively. These teams are trending in the right direction. I still don't think they're in the upper tier. And we, we can talk about sleeper teams in the West. They're not even on my list of sleeper teams. I would put the Dallas Mavericks or the Phoenix Suns or, or the New Orleans Pelicans as sleeper teams, you know, teams outside of the top four. The other point I want to make just about this likely thing, let's, let's take it outside of this season. You, you look at the teams at the top of the standings right now. In the East, it's the Boston Celtics. Neither of those guys are – joining the Boston Celtics, and neither of those guys are getting players from the Boston Celtics to come to their teams. Right. And you look at the top of the Western Conference, the, the Oklahoma City Thunder are building a dynasty. The Denver Nuggets aren't going anywhere. The Minnesota Timberwolves have figured out this pairing with their two bigs. They've got a budding superstar in Anthony Edwards. The Los Angeles Clippers, a little older team, they're, to me, the best team in the West right now if I'm looking at it through a playoff lens. I don't think it's likely that either gets a fifth title unless they're willing to go somewhere else, because I, I just don't see either of those teams being capable of making a move that moves the needle in the next few years. I just don't see it, because who's the next guy that's available? Donovan Mitchell, maybe? I mean, that's the rumor. I, I, I think he's been fantastic in Cleveland. I hope he doesn't leave Cleveland. He's going to leave. Joel Embiid is not leaving Philly. Like, who's, who's going to be available? Maybe it's I mean, maybe it's Giannis. I don't know. But who's going to be available in the next two or three well, years while they're still playing at a high level? A couple of things. A couple of things I want to mention. Number one, when I talked about Clay Thompson earlier, NBA worst 27% in clutch time this season, minimum of 35 attempts, yeah. number one. Number two, when you talk about the third rebound, the leading rebounding team, Boston and Utah are ahead of Golden State, which was make Golden State third. So throw that out of the yes. way. Last but not least, I will say this to you. Donovan Mitchell's coming to New York next. It's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. Remember I said it, JJ. It's just a matter of time. We've been waiting. Orange he and blue skies, baby. He's, com he's, com he's, com he's coming to New York next. Come Eventually, on. it's going to happen. It's going to happen, JJ. Just brace yourself. Okay, because hold, that's the missing piece right hold there. Up, hold, up, hold, up. Uh, hold up. Shannon, Stephen A., I want to hear everything you have to say. Let me just get a commercial break, and we got one more commercial break. We'll come right okay. back to it. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Hey, Molly Karam here, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. When you're on a business trip, you know what goes completely off the rails? Your workout routine. Especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups, sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or you just skip it entirely. Lame. If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up, power your buys, your tries the right way, or de-stress with a little cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. All right, welcome back into First Take. Okay, Shannon, we were talking about LeBron's pursuit for his fifth ring. Keep going, my friend. Which, uh, JJ, you had, uh, was talking about their 30, their 30 rebounding, but they're a small team, and they get no easy buckets. Everything, everything is a three-point shot. Everything is difficult for them to do. So you play them and get them down in a half-court game, and I understand they can, they can execute, but they're not the same team. And Steph, and Steph can't carry the load by himself. They need Clay to revert back to what he was. And now with the budgeting star of Kaminga, yes, I give them a chance. But do I believe they, if they played the Lakers in a seven-game series, who you taking, J.J.? That third rebounding team with Steph Curry, or you taking Anthony Davis and LeBron James? I don't think they're going to play each other in the playoff series. But so JJ, you do real JJ, 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 if we JJ, if we just did a show on things that were going to probably we wouldn't be on the air very long. That's a part of first take. You have to do hypotheticals at some point in time. JJ, damn, you want absolute Shannon, every time you talk. Shannon, I know how this show works. I know how this I show do works. Yes. Of course I do. Well, likely. We have, we have a topic, which is more likely. Well, I don't think either is likely. Well, hell, we should have threw the topic out. We should have picked something else. Hey, you Stephen know what's a. funny? I tried what to get the producer to throw the topic out. Peace and love. Peace and love. Peace and love and all is good. Hey, Shannon. Peace and love. I'm rolling yes. with Steph Curry. That's what I'm rolling with. Bet another dinner on it. You already owe me one dinner. Bet another one. Okay. You got it. All right, I'm betting the Nobody Boston. Running. I'm Shannon, it's been a pleasure. First time. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. See y'all again Monday, Tuesday, next week, guys. I, I, I'll see you. Monday, Bo, and now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. 
claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms or restrictions apply.